Hello, everyone. You're on the line with Nimbus Gaming. I'm your host, Nimbus, and this is part two of my podcast today. I spoke about evil geniuses in part one and how their environment has allowed them to rise to the top of the international, currently facing off against wings. As I'm recording this, they'll be facing off against wings tomorrow as I'm recording this. Right now, Fnatic and Liquid are going at it. It's not it's not a series series I'm too interested in. I think Jarex is probably one of the best support players out there right now. He is very individually skilled and talented, and has a real has a very he has his wits about him. We'll just put it that way. He he's very aware of his surroundings. So. The meta game right now is really interesting. People are saying, oh, it's the illusion meta. All the illusion heroes are back. And my question is, where did all, when did all the illusion heroes go away, right? Didn't we just have, wasn't Spectre in the meta a little while ago? Wasn't, he in, wasn't she in, in an illusion hero? Wasn't, isn't Manta style always in the meta on agility carries? On agility carries? Isn't that in the meta game? I mean, we saw the Shadow Demon Centaur combo from Alliance a few weeks ago, a few months ago, where they used it to siege high ground, and it was very effective because return a lot. Every time a tower attacks the Centaur, it deals return damage back to that tower. It's like the only ability in the game that one of it's one of the very few abilities in the game that damage towers. Up there with Jakiro. Uh, his fire breath, I can't remember what it's called, liquid fire, and the Leshrac, his not Pulse Nova, it's the, it's the one the little pulse will come out of the ground, I can't remember what it is outside of it. Anyway, so that those two heroes and Centaur, and I'm sure, and the Death Prophet, among others, are, are able to, to deal damage to towers with their spells. It's actually a very powerful ability, a very unique ability, and not one that should ever be underestimated. If you've ever played, S2 came out with a MOBA called Strife. After S2 had their success with Heroes of New Earth and they bought the franchise, they're like, oh, we'll come up with another MOBA, and they called it Strife. And it was really, it had some really cool, had some innovative features. For example, shared gold and shared experience. So it didn't matter who got the last hit, everybody took advantage of the gold. But I used to drive by S2 games, their office, one of their office buildings, every day on my way to work, and it's not there anymore. So I don't know if they moved or if they're out of business. Anyway, the where where was I? I got I totally totally got off where I was going with that. Ah, whatever. So basically. You have these heroes. Oh, that's right. I remember. So in Stripe, you can attack buildings with heroes, right? Spell damage. There's your spell damage. You do 50% to buildings to object to towers. So it was it was an okay feature. If the towers were bigger objectives, more important objectives, that'd be really cool. Like if they were actually like like you could garrison the tower or something. Like it off it was it offered you more than just like an armor to 
like it boosted everybody's damage by a certain amount or whatever. And it was actually like a siege. Then, you know, abilities hitting towers would be would be pretty sweet. But right now, as it stands, I think it's a pretty good balance for tower-wise. It's just not... It could get really out of hand, and it could get really abused. Like, could you imagine Laguna Blade on a tower? Like, oh, 950 pure damage or whatever it is now to a tower. Huh, there goes your tower. Just do that a couple times. No more tower. Or Lion Finger of Death. Or, yeah, I mean, take your pick, right? So, it's just... The Illusion Strat has never really... It's never really gone away. It's always under the surface. Like, Terrorblade was a big hero. He still is kind of a big deal. He was before the patch a little bit, I believe. I mean, the Phantom Lan- last year, Phantom Lancer was all the rage, right? Phantom, the classic Phantom Lancer versus Gyrocopter games. Those just crazy, crazy, like, is the Illusion Hero going to win or is the Flat Cannon going to win? Nobody knows. So, I don't really think Illusion Heroes have ever gone away from the meta. They are prominent right now, and it's a, people have turned to Illusion Heroes as a way to deal with the early game aggression, right? Because Illusion Heroes are, they benefit a lot from building stats. And by building stats, you make yourself more tanky. By making yourself more tanky and do more damage, you increase the potency of your illusions, and that makes it harder to, or that makes it easier for you to take objectives and easier for you to win team fights. It makes it harder for your opponents to do that. Not to mention, Naga Siren has a has a great team fight ability that allows you to disengage or set up for huge team fights. And we haven't seen we've seen a lot of one position Naga Sirens or two position Naga Sirens. We haven't seen a lot of four position Naga Sirens. Like last year at the International there's a lot of four position Naga Sirens. So I wonder if we'll ever see the Naga Siren versus the Rock. I mean, the Warlock, yeah, dropping the Rock. Because you can actually drop the Rock from outside of song range. So if you're, if Naga Siren casts song, you can be far enough away to be able to drop the Rock on people's heads without being in song. So you can time it so that right as song ends, you drop the Rock, all your opponents get stunned up, whereas your team is good to go. So I doubt we'll see it. But it's... You know, it's out there. It exists. And the Warlock has been picked up a few times, especially E-Home picked it up. I'm not... I still think the hero needs a little bit more of a rework. The hero is... He's too greedy for his support, and but he's not... He doesn't scale good enough as a core. His scaling... He As a core, he hits these really weird timings, and his, he's so cooldown reliant that if you mess up one of your ultimates, you the game gets much harder to win. 
one of your ultimates is used suboptimally, the game gets a lot harder to win because the hero is momentum-based, and that momentum can fall very hard if you do not, if you don't hit the rock. So I still think a rework in some of his spells. Granted, the Aghanim refresher is no joke, right? When it comes to team fight, but that's so much farm for like a, even a fourth position hero to get Aghanim's refresher. That's like 60 minute game, 70 minute. We're talking like like Zion the Shadow Demon last night against Ehome had a Dagon, right? Like that only happens in those insanely long games, and you need like refresher Aghanim's like 40 minutes in because once 60, 70 minutes in, your golems just die. They just, they, Sven sees him down, PA crits him down, Juggernaut cuts him down. Like, Battle Fury is really good against them. Pure damage is really good against them. They just, especially in pub games, like that hero just, if you fall behind, it, it, it makes the game much harder. So you got to kind of wait for, for a really good opportunity to drop your ultimate. Usually counter-initiate, try to get a fatal, good Fatal Bonds up and counter-initiate so you deal as much damage as possible, but the, the, you pretty much you pick the hero because upheavals is best spell. In the laning phase, is heal, the Shadow Word, heal plus damage is his best spell, but as the game goes on, his best spell is upheaval. because that slow is just, the AoE is huge and the slow is insane, so... Just some food for thought, things I'm going to throw throw out there about the Warlock, my thoughts. You know, we're on the line, so I get to talk about whatever I want to talk about. If you want to talk about something, though, you let me know. It's at SBlackout on Twitter. Just tweet at me. I'll, I'll talk about it. Whatever. It's fine. I'll just, like, you know, dumb stuff. And I get to deem what dumb stuff is because it's my show, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So don't be dumb. But I know you won't be. You guys are great. The, there are still a few heroes that have not been picked at the international. They probably will not be by the end of the tournament. Those heroes are Jakiro, Fleshrak, Lena, Troll, and I think that I can't remember. I, I don't know if there are any more. I think a sniper's been picked at some point. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. That, but basically, the, the heroes that I want to talk about are Leshrac and Lena. And why I don't think they're being picked, the analysts talk, talked about it a little bit today. But I think that, uh, and, and I, I, I agree with what the analysts, they're, they're, what, they, what they had to say about it. Basically, Lena and Leshrac are too greedy to be played as supports to have game impact without a lot of farm, but there are other cores that do what they do better. It's a problem when you have, don't play a worse something else, right? If you, if you have one hero that's good at something, but there's another hero that's better, play the better hero. Don't play the worse, because... We're not debating about things around the edge, right? We're not debating about 
about the semantics, right? The 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 small de the small details around the edge, right? We're talking about glaring, huge problems that these heroes face. Lena, for example, is just a worse lion right now. Lena is a worse lion in the support position, and she's a worse take your pick in the core position. Invoker is better. The, what else is being played mid right now? Alchemist is better. These, those heroes just have more impact on the game than Alina can. Right? These heroes, they don't, they don't, uh, they're not cooldown dependent or as cooldown dependent. They scale really well into the late game. And especially against the illusion-based heroes, it's really hard when you have so much, when you have all this single-target burst damage. It's you. It's really tempting to want to blow everything on a single hero, and and you do, but then all your cooldowns they're they're down. So if you don't use it during a team fight, you don't really want a team fight. Use it during a team fight, you don't really want to go find pickoffs. So yeah, it's just it's just difficult the way. The way the heroes are balanced right now to get a lot of value out of those picks, and really it comes down to, in, it comes down to the, the margin. That's the word I was looking for. The margin. Right now, the Leshrac not being picked up as a core. He's not. He he doesn't suffer from the cooldown problem. He suffers from the I need a couple. I need a bunch of items to come online. He suffers from the, I need a bloodstone, I need a BKB, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need an Octarine core, I need, I need all these items, and once I come online, then I'm, I do huge, per, or huge AOE damage, but until then, I'm a, I'm a decent laner, but I am just, I am very susceptible to gank, and I do not, fight well early without my items, right? You pretty much have, would have to go, like, first item BKB, or you'd have to go, like, Veil BKB on the hero, or because Aether Lens doesn't offer you enough survivability, and you need Veil because it increases your damage. You need to be able to kill heroes in a short period of time. But there are just so many heroes that are good against it, like, that are getting picked. Ursa, Jug, Sven... Like, you can't cut these heroes forever. Like, they come find you. They, they kill you. They burst you down. You can't do anything about it. So, he's too, he's too greedy to be played in a, a, a support position, like a 4 or a 5. And you don't really want to play him in a 3. There's, there's better heroes for that. You want... Well, usually, right now, the 3 is kind of your guaranteed lockdown. Bat... Beastmaster, Faceless Boy, those are the big three picks we've seen in this tournament. So, yeah, it's it really puts you in a tough place when it really puts these heroes in a tough place when you can't get the value that, that you'd like to get out of them. You can't you can't get you'd You'd be better off picking other heroes that are just better.
So, and Lena, how do you itemize on the hero now? Like, getting Yule Scepter is very mediocre. It just, meh. Aether Lens is like a mid-game item, and it's okay, but it's not, it's not special. And... Like, get, going going for the Bloodstone is probably, just going for first item Bloodstone is probably just the best way to go, but then why not just play Timbersaw, right? If you're going to go first item Bloodstone, you want burst damage and a lot of magic damage, Timbersaw is just better. He's better against the strength cores, he scales really well into the late game, he does a lot of AoE damage, and he has super high mobility. It's very hard for heroes to lock him down and to beat him up. So whereas Lena, she gets jumped on, man, she's dead. Good goodbye, hero. Good game. So, well, that's all the time I have for today. I really appreciate you all listening. I would like to thank everyone for supporting me and what I do. It's you guys out there listening that that make me do what I do, and we and I, I love creating content for you guys. And I just hope that. Uh, I get to hang out and, and meet you guys or whatever one day. Who knows? Maybe not. Whatever. Anyway, this is Nimbus Gaming signing off.